and welcome to another episode of the O3C podcast. I am Jonathan Dunn, and you've been the best. <laughs> We're talking about video games, and I'm talking with Chris Dow. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Try and put up with us for half an hour. Announcement! Announcement! O3C.games forward slash support is the place to go if you want to help us out, whether that be financially or otherwise. That's it. That's the plea for this week. Enjoy the show. So we're back. We are back with one of our inter-rim episodes. We're going to be rimming each other uh, in between playdate updates. Uh, we're telling you what we've been playing over the last <laughs> over the last week. Goodness knows. Goodness absolutely flipping knows. What have you been up to this last week, Chris? I don't want to know what you've been playing. It's, this is just general chat. It's general chit chat. Work, yeah, mainly. Oh, yeah, oh. me too. God, oh, we hate it. We hate it. Hey, Chris, what don't you hate? Video games. I like playing those. Those are great. Those are great. Why don't you tell me a little bit about something you've played in this last week? Well, have I played more Theatre Rhythm? Yes, absolutely. Is there anything else to say about it at the moment? Not particularly. <laughs> Same goes for Road Redemption. It's just not the sort of game I'm suddenly going to have an elucidatory experience with. Because God, I'd forgotten all about that. Despite listening to you talk <sighs> about it and then editing you talk about it, I'd f- totally forgotten about I it. Mean, <laughs> they're just games, aren't they? It's a music game. It's a bike game. What else can you say, to be honest? Have I played more Harvestella? Yes. Ah, how is it? Am I a bit more invested in it now that I've totted up maybe three hours and beaten the first dungeon proper? Is this a way to bulk out the content of the episode by asking yourself the questions and then... Yeah, I'm just going to... Interrogator, interrogatee. I'm going to interview myself. Fine. But I am enjoying it a little bit more. I think the story is perhaps a bit too you're the only person who can save the world, as is often the case in role-playing games. But I do like the feel of the combat. I like the way that the game uses time to make you manage each in-game day. Mm. You know, it works well to keep you moving. And I'm starting to get a bit more into the farming side too now, planting and watering and harvesting crops to earn money to then upgrade weapons for the dungeons and other encounters and bits and bobs. My biggest complaint, I think, is probably that the game still feels a bit unbalanced and a bit unsure of what exactly it wants to be. Yeah. Because there's a few systems that interlock in strange ways. Like your only source of income is selling items that you either find, grow, or eventually that you've crafted or cooked. And this can be a bit frustrating when a field of cucumbers is taking up all of your available space, but you've got to wait three days before you can dig them up. But you're also completely out of healing items and other consumables that might be nice to actually make progress in a dungeon. So Mm -hmm. it makes it a bit tougher to kind of get the balance right to keep you being able to do activity B whilst you wait for activity A and, and vice versa kind of thing. Anyway, it's a chill game, I think. And I've enjoyed playing for the little bits of time I have in the evenings. But we'll see how far I get into it properly. Like, I haven't put it down yet. I played it just this morning for half an hour. So let's see if I keep on rolling with that. A game I've returned to in this last week is The Wonderful Bloom on the Playdate. Oh, yeah. And that's because it's recently had a 1.1 content update, which introduces a bunch more story threads, new plants, some quality of life fixes as well as quite a few little treats that are nestled here and there as well. The Playdate recently saw its long-awaited catalogue update, meaning that you can now buy a selection of curated games directly from the device, which is really good. And RNG Party has put this extra work and polish into what was already a wonderfully complete game to either reward those early adopters like us that bought it on itch.io months ago, or just to give new purchasers even more bang for their buck if they grab it from the catalogue. 
playing it again months after the story kind of wrapped up the sort of you know the, the regular story we saw the credits we moved on the conversations that you fall back into almost feel like they're taking place after the same sort of time gap or pause and that works mm. really well so the way certain relationships were left or resolved at the end of the main story are picked up here but not so much as in a so what happened next day kind of way but more of a it's been a few weeks it's been a month or, or whatever so yeah. it's like things have happened in between five years later yeah it's it's like the passing of real life time mm. has essentially given me that interstitial little cutscene that I says in the future I love it it's really nice you know to see what the world now looks like for Midori and co it's still a fantastic game if you've got a play date you owe it to yourself to grab it I really can't recommend it highly enough and RNG Party really do deserve as many sales as possible. Yeah. And I am hyper conscious that with the Playdate market size still being pretty limited because of the speed they are releasing the handhelds themselves and getting them to customers. Yeah. I feel like it's our duty to push this sort of experience on everyone mm. listening. Like it's $10. It seems like a huge amount when it's a tiny little game. It's worth $10. It's worth more than $10. But yeah, do check it out. I really do love it. I don't want to spoil any of the new bits and bobs in the game because I know you haven't started this content. No, yet. I haven't. No. But I will say you can now customize the wallpaper of your in-game smartphone and finding out that I could set it as both my in-game girlfriend or in-game cat oh, made, made me dream. feel a genuine warmth I don't think I've had in another game for a very long time. Love it. So, yeah, Absolutely love it. I was literally going to say, can I set it to a picture of my cat? Yes. Um, yes. So that's great. That's great. Oh, fantastic. I'm really looking forward to getting back into that and actually, yeah, looking at some of the other games on the catalogue, which I'll, I'll intend to give a go next week and then we can talk about it in the next Playday update. Yeah, do so. all do that. on Little Yellow Brand. On brand. Seeing as I started this episode just asking myself questions, I suppose I could ask you if you've played anything? You know what, Chris? Of all the questions you could have asked me, this was probably the one that was going to lead to the best podcast content. So thank oh, you. Oh, Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I've had another busy week. Yeah. And I've only really had time to dip into some gaming for a few evening spells. I sat on the sofa watching Love Island Yay. like a legend. <laughs> so the Switch is my weapon of choice there. And I, I like to play something that I'm familiar enough with. So it doesn't require my full attention. Because obviously I need at least 1% or 2% of my attention to take in the narrative threads of Love Island. <laughs> but this has been a really good opportunity to pick up Dead Cells again. Oh, because yeah. it's also just had a recent DLC release, and the DLC in question is the brand new official Castlevania crossover, which feels like it's been like a long time coming. I mean, obviously, Dead Cells is clearly inspired by Castlevania, as are all Metroidvania-based games, and yeah. as Dead Cells has grown in prominence, it's featured official crossover content with a smattering of, of other games, including Hollow Knight, Blasphemous, Shovel Knight, Guacamelee, even Hotline Miami, in addition to sort of throwing in really nice little nods to games like Half-Life and Dark Souls. But this Castlevania crossover is certainly the highest profile franchise feature in the game, and you can tell that it's not one that they've taken on lightly, because Motion Twin certainly wouldn't want to squander the opportunity to pay proper homage to, you know, the godfather of, of the whole genre. Yeah, yeah. And the love and care that's clearly gone into realising every single aspect of this DLC is just really quite astonishing. To start with, there are two new biomes to play through, the Castle Outskirts and Dracula's Castle. 
There's three new bosses, including a two-phase final boss fight with Dracula. There's a ton of new weapons taken straight out of Castlevania, like uh, the cross and whips, throwing axes, the Bible, even uh, Maria Renard's cat as an assist item. There's a whole bunch of costumes you can unlock, so you can dress up as Alucard and many others. And there's also a whole heap of new music in the game, including... Oh, lovely. Dead Cell style twists on classic Castlevania tunes and it just all looks and sounds amazing. And given how insanely fluid the gameplay is in Dead Cells, playing this content genuinely feels better to play than any Castlevania game I've I've picked up, which yeah. which isn't many, much to my own shame, especially as someone who, you know, obviously loves the Metroidvania subgenre as much as me. But I really wouldn't be surprised if Motion Twin at some point were handed the reins to make a brand new 2D Castlevania game of their own because honestly it doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> yeah. There's a neat new story aspect to go along with this content as well featuring appearances of uh, Richter and Alucard and Maria and others that, you know, requires a, a few playthroughs to complete and it's obviously fairly tenuously bolted on to the main lore of the Dead Cells island and the, the wider story going on. And, I mean, even though there is loads of content here, I think, I mean, it's a sign of just how good it is that I definitely wish there was more. It would be great if you yeah. could play through an entire run of the game just doing Castlevania biomes, which means, you know, we'd need at least another three. But, you know, I may as well be asking them to make a Castlevania game. And, you know, the DLC packs have been really, really well priced, including this one. It's only, I think it's eight ninety nine for this. And the amount of content you get for that is just so worth it in addition to like the the free title updates that they've released as well with just so much so much content it's it's insane the great thing that this dlc has allowed me to do is just properly get back into the rest of the game too because like even though i've dipped back in to sample the paid dlc packs and like the free title updates they've rolled out over the last few years i haven't really ever sort of gone fully back into the game to then you know rinse it of all the new content yeah so there's still just an enormous amount in those updates that i either hadn't found or just hadn't unlocked and especially with the assist mode added in now which i covered when i spoke about dead cells in my addendum last season yeah yeah and it just allows you to take the edge off some of the harsher gameplay elements which has allowed me to persist through some previous roadblocks and it's not like, you know, I'm turning on like invincibility or, you know, like limitless health potions or anything like that. But something just as simple as having checkpoints at the start of the biomes, it means that I'll keep trying to get through it rather than put it down and stop playing altogether. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it means that it doesn't have, you know, permadeath like the roguelike used to have. But it does mean that you're only resetting so far. So I finally managed to complete the game with three and four boss cells, which has allowed me access to the final, final area of the game if I can reach the end playing with five boss cells. And that's, I mean, the hardest difficulty. Like, honestly, it's so insane. It's so insane. Like, without having, like I said, just the assist mode on with a couple of features just to take the edge off. I, I mean, I've seen people do it and they're stupid because it really is one mistake and you're dead you know you've got to play basically for 45 perfect minutes yeah. and then you can get there but i am really hoping i can get through that and finally see it i've had a few tries and even though like i've been checkpointing there've been somewhere i've just thought you know what this build just isn't isn't good. i need to start with a better build and upgrade it just 
can't get through, can't get through. So now I'm I'm just sort of trying to get the right start to a run and get the build that I really want, sort of early doors, so then I can I can plow through. It's just great. It's great to be playing. It looks so good on the OLED screen as well, which is just an extra treat. And I think probably once I've done, you know, the full five boss cell final area, I'll probably just have a great time harvesting cells, playing through to find all the blueprints, unlock a bunch of the stuff I haven't. I mean, it is mad that with all of this added content, the balance of the game is still entirely on point. Yeah. And because I've retained a good knowledge of the foundation of the game, exploring all of the options in the game now doesn't feel overwhelming. Rather, it just feels monstrously inviting. <laughs> and I, I know that there's going to be a lack of appeal to picking up this game, you know, afresh for the first time now because of all this added content. And I honestly, I don't know how it would feel to dive in if you had no knowledge of the game. And I know there's also the drawback of buying the physical game, not giving you the complete package, but now not by a long, long way. Like if yeah. you didn't, if, if you just got the cartridge and you didn't update the game, I'd say the version on the cartridge only amounts to 10% of what's in the game now. It's silly, isn't it? It, it is, it is. But then I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of title updates, we see a final update and then they go, yeah, that's your lot now. And then they re-release the game as like a master edition with a the complete game on cartridge they probably won't though they probably just release it packaged as a master edition with the original cart and a code to download everything wouldn't they uh, but we can probably. hope we can hope for the yeah. collectors for you i mean i've got a physical edition i haven't played it because i bought it on the eShop, but i wanted yeah. to have a physical version of it on my shelf but it always blows me away just how much it blows me away every time i pick this game back up that's the sign of a good game. Yeah, I mean, there are a few games that offer this level of quality gameplay, but I'll honestly say that there's, even among those ones, there's nothing better than how this game feels to play. It's just, it's so incredible. Well done, those motion twins. <laughs> Have you played anything else at all this week, Chris? I've actually played two other games this week, both quite small games, but oh, I've beaten both of them Check out well. Mr. Mr. Pockets of Time. Firstly, a game called Monster Jam Crush It on the Switch. I saw you pop up playing that, and I I resisted the urge to text you and say, what, what, is what that? shit are you playing now, sir? And thought, I'll wait to have my ghast flabbered. No, I'll wait to have my flabber ghasted on air. <laughs> right now. Right now. Go. Monster Jam Unite. What's it called? <laughs> we'll go with that. Monster Jam Unite Sunbreak. Sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I got my new 3DS XL in 2021, you might remember me enjoying Urban Trial Freestyle on the 3DS. Yeah, I I also I bought that and played it, and it was, it was good. decent. Like it's a game that was the very embodiment of we have Trials HD or Trials Fusion at home. Yes, you know it was a 2.5D motorbike balancing racing sort of game. Little obstacle courses that you navigate by carefully managing the throttle and the brake of your bike, and it was pretty average but enjoyable and it was elevated by having stereoscopic 3d because it gave it a lovely bit of depth i enjoyed it a lot for what it was monster jam crush it is a further step away from trials it's basically the embodiment of we have urban trial freestyle at home right (laughs) so we're we're a whole other tier down like there's a few other modes in this game that means it's not a straight copy of these side on racing game platformers or whatever you'd call them or define them as side on wide on that's it but 90 percent of your time in this title will be taken up by the hill climb mode which is a 2.5d racing game platform mode it's impossible not to see these games of balance and careful acceleration as the inspiration you know even if the outcome here in monster jam is simultaneously quite a lot more forgiving most of the time but also quite a lot more broken in execution as well Mm. 
It's not a good game, but it is quite <laughs> enjoyable. You know, I sat through all of it. I, I had a decent time. I'd estimate there's probably 150 events to complete, maybe. Many are very, very short. And your performance in each one is ranked with either bronze, silver, gold or platinum. And over the course of the week, I've beaten the entire thing with platinum rankings, just blasting through a few stages here and there, having what I would describe as a serviceable time. (laughs) (laughs) There were some pretty tough stages. There were totally untelegraphed difficulty spikes sometimes that took some real lateral thinking to beat out of nowhere. And then there were also some stages that are tough just by virtue of being actively broken. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. They, sometimes a safe platform had been incorrectly tagged as being out of bounds, you know, by the developers. So you'd land on a platform that you've already jumped on three of them and it's fine. And the last one's just like, oh, sorry, start again for no reason. But it does it consistently. So it's like, no, that's just a bug. They've just fucked that up. But it means that sometimes you have to get quite creative with your driving or find sort of dubiously alternative routes to get through things, which is fun in a way. There's also, in every stage, there are collectibles that you collect the letters of Crush, like C-R-U-S-H. And one or two of them in the 150 stages, I had to genuinely abuse the physics system in order to reach them. Like, they were not gettable otherwise. (laughs) On on at least two stages, I told Georgia when she was sitting there, I am confident this isn't possible. Is it just another case of, like, Elden Ring, where you didn't realise there was a run button? Is there not, like, a jetpack button or something? I wish it was, I wish it was. (laughs) But when I told her that, she was like, why are you playing this then? If it doesn't work, you're allowed to play other stuff. Thank you, Georgia, for being the voice of all of us. <laughs> she said, you can just play something else. And I was like, but I think it could be possible. And so I found some workarounds by kind of launching myself off little bits of architecture. Or in one case, I, I found that there, you couldn't get enough speed to make a jump to collect the letter. But if you did the jump whilst doing like a spiralling death flip, just endlessly twirling your truck in the air certain trucks were slightly long enough that you could just clip the letter with a wheel and that was good enough. So I did it. With perseverance comes reward. <laughs> well done. And the game is now vanquished and returned to the shelf and I'll probably never boot it up again. But I hope you don't. I enjoyed it. I did I enjoy it. I know you did and that's the problem. <laughs> the other game I've played through was not broken. So it's a step up, I guess. It's on the Evercade, which I have ah, right Because I've been lovely. playing that this week. Is that the new Evercade model? It's not yet. The Evercade has been back on my mind because of the new handheld launching, well, a while back, but it will arrive with me tomorrow, essentially. Ah. It's it's out for delivery, as it were. And for those that have not been keeping up, when it was due to release, which was kind of the tail end of last year, Blaze Entertainment basically had their warehouse robbed. You know, the thieves took all of the initial shipment that was due to be sent out to the UK. And so I've had to wait for it to be rebuilt and reshipped yeah. to the UK and now re-forwarded on. Oh, that's rotten luck. It's really frustrating. That's really... I mean, imagine that happened to the Steam Deck. Or imagine that happened to Panic with the Play Day. You would oh. never have them. No, no. I mean, I'm happy that I kept my pre-order in place. Because I can still play these cartridges already. You know, I've got the I've got the VS under the TV. I've got the little handheld here. But I'm happy just, if only to tell Blaze that I think this is a cool thing. And I like to mm. support cool things. And even when there's extenuating circumstances like this that throw a spanner in the works, I still wanna still wanna say, I'm I'm excited. I wanna I wanna have it. The game I've been playing, this long winded sort of intro to get there, is called Alien Cat Two. And it appears on the first Indie Heroes collection, which ah. launched a good while back now. There's two volumes of the Indie Heroes line as of recording, and they act as quite cool collections of modern homebrew for old platforms. So mm. modern games for the Mega Drive or the NES or the Game Boy or whatever. 
Alien Cat 2 is a Mega Drive game, but one that was released in 2020. So it's got, you know, a bit of modern polish, some modern sort of design ideas in it, even though it's still a simple Mega Drive game. Gotcha. It's a puzzle game where you guide a little space cat around a maze. You avoid hazards. You collect screws to fix your spacecraft that's been downed in a cute little opening cutscene. But the catch that makes it more fun than just Pac-Man is that after a few stages, a second cat is introduced, then later a third, then a fourth, and all are controlled concurrently. So you need to start sort of wedging the cats in little safe obstacle corners to help others negotiate safe passage sort of thing. Gotcha. And you really have to consider then every press of the D-pad to avoid making silly mistakes so you're not walking into an enemy yeah. or jumping onto spikes or, or whatever. Some stages aren't that difficult. Others can be really brutally hard, but as opposed to Monster Jam Crush It, none of them are broken. Oh, <laughs> like that's they're good. All, they're all doable yeah. and they're all neatly programmed. It's pretty simple stuff, just kind of smooshing cats into corners, Denki Block style, yeah. as you're trying to help the loose tabbies to each collectible. But I really liked it and it didn't outstay its welcome. Like it was about, I think it was 30 stages. In total, it probably took three hours to beat across the course of a day. I did some on the TV, on the VS. I did some on the handheld in the evening when Georgia was watching some Sims content creators on YouTube, probably. And that's honestly about the perfect length for this sort of thing, I reckon. Mm. On Monday, like I said, I should receive a nice little bundle of game collections I've pre-ordered alongside the FKD XP way back when. And so I'm looking forward to playing through and maybe having a few thoughts on a range of those games as well in the future. Mm. Because I think in that bundle is like a second Intellivision collection. There's arcade collections by Irem and Jalico. And then the machine itself has loads of Capcom games pre-installed on the unit as well. Oh, yeah. So hopefully I'll find some kind of hidden titles or hidden gems that I've never really come across before and say that was good or that was bad in the Junus, of course. What was that? Uh, was there a Metroidvania, a new Metroidvania? Yes, there's a double pack cartridge of uh, yeah. Cathedral. Mm-hmm. and Hours Awakening mm-hmm. is on the same cartridge. I've not played either. It's on the shelf because I, I have all of them up to a point, these collections, but it reviewed very, very well. Hours Awakening. Those both look really, really good and right up my street, and I've still just got the cartridge that you bought me yeah. with the Evercade. Lovely, lovely gift. And I've got the Worms cartridge with yeah. Worms, Worms Armageddon, which is great. And yeah, I've been meaning to have a look and get some other ones because I'm I'm not as intrigued by the collections of retro games yeah. because uh, I can play them elsewhere. Yeah, it's easy enough to emulate them. I am really intrigued by the ones that have been developed, like you said, like that Mega Drive game that's been developed for... Old know, hardware, but in new times. And stuff that's been made, you know, kind of with this sort of thing in mind. Uh, so yeah, I think I might pop an order in for, for that and tell you about that in the Junus, of course you should you should if they're not mm. too costly what i like about all these bundles are whatever's on them they're about i think they've gone up to maybe 17 quid where they used to be 15 yeah just for general inflation as the whole world has risen but still i think that's a very reasonable price for you know a, a boxed cartridge plus manual of however many games yeah and it's a, a nice thing to know that you're supporting the stuff officially i think even if it is old games the right people are receiving some money as a bit of a kickback, and that's that's quite cool. It's arriving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> 
so there we go. That's what we've been playing in this last week. It's just a little micro-update episode here. So please do reach out to us and, and uh, chat to us about what you've been playing. You can reach us on social media, at O3C Games, on everything. If you want to support us, then you also get access to the O3C Discord server. And then you can chat to us just so much more. And so much more fluidly and fluently. And affluently. And... Flatulently. And flatulently. <laughs> if you so wish, stay tuned for next week. Our Playdate update will resume and we'll be telling you all about two games that are Inventory Hero and Spell Corked. That's correct. And yeah, we'll update you on the latest Playdate system update and the catalogue and some of the new shit that's in there. And it's going to be great. You can talk to us individually on social media as well, if you so want to. I'm Jonathan Dunn, and I'm at Jonathan Dunn. I'm Chris Vidal, but I'm at Chaz underscore Hodges. Letting the side down. You're not letting anyone down. Both of those on Twitter. Meet back here next week. 